0: Welcome to episode one of The Biscuit Show. I'm your host, Jackson Watkins, a washed-up Division I basketball player who played at the University of North Carolina who is valiantly fighting to stay relevant and in the know by sharing stories from my two years on the team, uh, which I now term the good old days, uh, life lessons learned from basketball, and overall outlook and takeaways from uh, playing Carolina basketball. Um, but before we get started, before we dive into this first premiere episode, let me just remind you about that one time when I got Everybody Biscuits on ESPN. A rebound off the miss, grabbed by Bo May, 97 points. Let's see, the third So welcome, welcome to the show. Um, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, it's just taken me a while to get there, but um, yeah. For those who don't know me, um, which I assume is most people because I'm not, you know, that famous or anything. But uh, my name is Jackson Watkins. I just graduated from UNC, where I was a walk-on on the basketball team. I played two years, my junior and senior year. Uh, My junior year being the 2022 Final Four run year, which was obviously amazing. And I'm sure one of these episodes, I'll dive into that and share some good stories. But I currently uh, am on my roof in New York City. I, upon graduation, moved to New York for a full-time job at Goldman Sachs. So my life has changed pretty drastically in the last few months, but uh, it's been great. The big city has a lot to offer. I'm learning a lot in my new job, and uh, it's been great. But I really want to sort of uh, reflect on my time at Carolina and also stay in the loop with this upcoming season and try and involve some Carolina faithful um, you know, through Q&As, through guest appearances on the podcast, and just provide some, some entertainment uh, hopefully for a few minutes out of your week if you can make it that long. While listening to my voice. Um, But yeah, I'd say life update, move to New York, um, starting this podcast. Maybe I'll try my hand in sports media one day. Um, But just hoping that this can be sort of a a fun way for Carolina fans to hear uh, more about who I am and my thoughts on uh, different games and stuff throughout the season and sort of just. Have a, a glimpse into what it was like to play on the team and be a walk-on. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll encourage you to please send me questions on social media or Twitter or Instagram or whatnot, and I'll do my best to answer questions. But I guess we can start um, just by diving into the schedule this year. I think you know I, I was pretty uh, I was pretty excited last year learning about our schedule. Um, playing in the garden, Madison Square Garden um, against Ohio State last year. Uh, That was certainly a highlight, getting to play in Portland as well. So I think everybody was pretty excited to hear about this year's schedule um, as we move forward. So let's dive into that. All right, I think right off the bat, probably the most highly anticipated uh trip or schedule part of the schedule is going to be the bahamas um the tar heels are traveling uh down south having a nice little thanksgiving paradise trip um down in the bahamas at i believe it's the battle for atlantis uh yeah the battle for atlantis where they're opening against northern iowa um I guess that'll be, you know, four or five games into the season. And hopefully we're looking pretty good by that time. But there's also some, some really good teams down there. There's, you got Villanova, Texas tech. We're both really good teams last year. Actually, I guess Texas tech, I guess two years ago, they were really good. Um, Michigan's going to be down there. Uh, Arkansas, they were good last year. So there could definitely be some really good matchups down there. Um, for anybody going uh, and if you have a free air, airplane ticket or free or extra hotel room, um, please let me know. It would be a, a great Thanksgiving present um, to gift to your boy, so uh, just let me know. I think there's an outside chance that I make it down there um, just because I'm, I'm close with the guys on the team and it would be an awesome way to celebrate Thanksgiving while uh, you know getting to experience some warm weather and some high-level basketball, but, you know, Thanksgiving is time for family, so I will probably end up going home to North Carolina to see my family. Um, but who knows? I might make it down there, so stay tuned. Uh, yeah, and then looking forward, the ACC-SEC Challenge, formerly the ACC Big Ten Challenge, that is going to be a big-time matchup potentially uh, against Tennessee at home in Chapel Hill, November twenty ninth. Uh, that has got potential to be a huge game, depending on, you know, how we start the season. But Tennessee has historically been a very good basketball team, uh, not to mention a good football team. But I'll actually get into football a little bit later because we are currently five and zero and having a great year so far. Drake is uh, one of the best in the country at the moment, um, but we can we can dive into that a little bit later. Um, yeah and it looks like let's see the fall is always a big time for some of these non conference big time games and I think it all sort of uh it's all sort of building up to this plateau or this climax in December, the first week of December when the tar heels travels to New York, you know now my now my uh my stomping grounds and play against the defending champs of Yukon. In Madison Square Garden on December fifth. Um, anybody who knows me um, knows that I've had that date on my calendar. I think since they released it, um, so I will definitely be there. It's a Tuesday, so um, I'm I'm getting off work early. Like I will I will work after if if need be, but uh, I'm going to be there. Hopefully, it will be a packed crowd, and honestly, I think it will be. Um, you know last year when we played against Ohio State there was a huge tar heel uh tar heel section and i think we travel really well but you have to consider that Connecticut is very close to manhattan um not to mention them being the defending champs they will they will show out for sure so i think it'll be a packed stadium regardless of the breakdown but i think it will be Probably like a 50-50 split, if I had to guess, because we do a really good job. We, as in Tar Heels, do a really good job in traveling um, and showing out to games on the road. Um, I think I initially realized that when we played my junior year in Las Vegas, Uh, you know, it was Las Vegas, and there were still tons of Carolina fans. Same with Portland. Like, I thought when we played the University of Portland, like, I thought there'd be more Portland fans. Uh, No, there were probably twice as many Carolina fans as Portland fans. So um, they are just Tar Heel fans everywhere and uh, really excited for the Jimmy V Classic when we play UConn at MSG. Uh, That also reminds me, since I've moved to New York, I've actually picked up running a lot. Um, I desperately am trying to stay in shape, even after sitting at a desk for... 12 to 14 hours a day. Um, But I try and run two or three times a week uh, on the West Side Highway, which is beautiful. It's right on the water. Um, And one thing I've noticed is that, you know, sometimes it's tacky to like wear your college gear. And I don't know, I find myself still wearing Carolina stuff all the time just because A, it's half my wardrobe and B, I've worn it all my life and am very proud to represent Um, but it's funny how you see the same schools over and over again and it's sort of uh, representative of who's most proud of the school they went to and sort of who shows that brand most often and I found that I see the most well I'll say this I see probably the most Columbia gear but obviously Columbia is in the city so if you take away teams that are or schools that are in the city The two schools, I'd say, three schools, I see the most are Carolina, Michigan, and I'd say probably, probably like (laughs) as much as I hate it, like Stanford. Um, People who go to go to Stanford and rightfully so are very proud to wear and show their school support. But I think that's just a testament of how uh, faithful people are to Carolina and how much it means uh, to be a Tar Heel and. You know, I don't even know if people if everybody who's wearing a Carolina shirt, uh, you know, went there, but they're still fans and proud to rep it. Um actually a couple hours ago I was on the phone with Brady Manick, Tar Heel legend. Um, I know everybody who's listening to this, you better know who he is. But uh I was standing outside my building talking to him on FaceTime and you know, I was just about to hang up and this car rolls by and they put their windows down and this girl goes, go Tar Heels. Um, because I was yelling, or sorry, I was wearing a, uh, a Tar Heels shirt. And Brady on FaceTime goes, did, did somebody just say go Tar Heels? And I was like, yep, some random person in a car just drove by and said that. Um, and I get a lot of that, like running, running around town or just walking around town whenever I'm wearing my UNC gear it's a lot of like go heels um, which is pretty cool to have some strangers say that and it's just a uh, again a testament to how strong this Carolina family is Um, and also I will say I got recognized for the first time a couple weeks ago randomly which like is pretty crazy because I was just at the end of the bench you know basically my entire career and I played in a couple games and scored a couple points but Not that many people know who I am, but the other day I was running on the West Side Highway and somebody stopped me and was like, are you, or did you play on the basketball, on the Carolina basketball team? I was like, yeah, I sure did. He was like, no way, like, you're Jackson. I was like, I sure am. Um, So that was pretty cool. It it definitely boosted my ego and made me have an inflated head for a couple days. Uh, And, well, now I'm making this podcast thinking people – you know, are actually going to listen. So, um, but no, that was pretty cool. And I think it's really cool. Just being a walk on, um, being a walk on too, like people care about everybody on the team. Um, and I think I have a pretty unique perspective on, you know, being part of the team, but also being, you know, a regular student as well. So hopefully this podcast can bring some, uh, some insight into that side of, uh, that side of life and that side of, basketball uh, in Chapel Hill you know I almost ended this segment the schedule segment without even touching on two of the biggest games which are the CBS Sports Classic against none other than the University of Kentucky uh, in Atlanta so that's gonna be huge and that is followed just a couple days later I believe by what is likely gonna be a home game or like a home game in Charlotte against Oklahoma and both of those games, I'm really hoping I can make it, um, because I can hopefully work from home. Uh, this real world, real world life ain't no joke, um, <laughs> but hopefully I can make it down for both of those games, and you know, come support the boys. So after those two games, it really gets deep into uh, ACC uh, regular season play, where hopefully we can get off to a good start and and try and win the ACC regular season and hopefully tournament this year so uh yeah almost forgot those two games how how could I do that um but yeah that that brings us to the end of the the schedule segment now let's look uh look at the roster and see what we're working with this year all right I'm just gonna go straight off the dome here um just because I just, you know, graduated and, uh, you know, just graduated from the team. So I know the guys, although I will say um, it's a pretty new team. Um, I think there's only maybe six guys who I played with uh, last year who are returning, a bunch of new guys, fresh faces. Um, I think it'll be really good to have sort of a mix of you know new guys, returners, but also transfers um, it 'll be really interesting and you know fortunately, I had the privilege to uh, you know after graduating, I was still around Chapel Hill. my mom lives there, um, which I love I, I like to joke with people that she followed me to to college um, because I grew up in Richmond and I believe my sophomore year, sort of the end of my sophomore year, my mom moved to Chapel Hill and my dad also moved about an hour and a half away from Chapel Hill. So now all my family's in North Carolina, that's that's where home is. My family, you know, my extended family has been there all my life, so it really has become home and especially Chapel Hill. So uh, you know, when I when I come home uh to visit, fortunately I'll be able to visit campus and see some of my friends. So uh I say all that to say I was in Chapel Hill after I graduated, but before I moved to New York. So I actually got to meet a lot of the new guys who were coming in, got to play pickup with them, got to hang out with them, even got to play some exciting rounds of golf uh, with, with a few of them. So, um, yeah, but just, just looking at, you know, the roster here, my guy RJ is going to be leading the guys at the point guard. Um, easily the hardest guy I've had to guard. Um, it was a nightmare most practices. Having to close out on him, I'll admit, as, as disappointed as I am in myself, I have fallen because of his jab step. Um, RJ, you got me there. It was not nice, uh, but I, I think it gave you some confidence. At least that's what, I'm, that's what I'm telling myself. It gave you confidence for the games. So um, I did my part. You cannot tell me differently. Uh, I think he's going to be a huge part of this year. Obviously, going to have to make some shots and uh, take care of the ball. But he's a great leader. He gets along with everybody, and I think he brings a really funny energy. But also, you know, he's a he's a motivator. And um, when he turns it on, he's, he's a great guy to be around and just watch go to work. Um, I found myself, like, looking at the imaginary camera, like, did he really just do that? Like during some layups, like some three-point shots. I mean, he continues to to impress me and surprise me. So, uh, you know, he's he's gonna be awesome this year. Um, I guess now going to uh, going to my guy Mondo. He he and I go go way back. We both grew up in Richmond. We played against each other in the same high school league. Uh, unfortunately, he beat me. I believe five times um, the closest I ever got to beating him was five or six points, uh, so that tells you about all you need to know about his team and mine, but actually funny enough, the year after uh he left to go to i m g that's when we finally beat his team, but I never got to beat him uh, in high school. However, I think it's crazy how how far both of us came, and we ended up actually you know playing on the same team and that's just a really small world story and he's, he's been a huge supporter in my my Carolina journey uh, journey from playing JV basketball to walking on and making an impact so he's been uh, he's been huge in you know my journey my basketball journey so he's gonna have a great year this year you know coming back for his fifth year I think he's got a lot to prove a lot of records to continue breaking and I think he can really step up and be a leader this year, um, but he's my guy, he's he's always funny to be around. Um, I think right behind him is gonna be Jay Wash, my boy, um, Jalen Washington, he's uh, super skilled, super skilled big, he's got quick quick feet and quick hands, um, I think he can really step up this year and uh, play an even bigger role than he did last year, and I think he's got a lot of guys to learn from, and. Uh, He'll be he'll be great um, to see out on the floor, and his work ethic is just fantastic. Um, I guess I'll move to some of my uh, my walk on brothers, the uh, some of the other famous biscuit boys. I'll start with Dewey, my boy Dewey Ferris. He uh, he and I played JV my freshman year. He got pulled up sophomore year, and then I joined him my junior year. Um, he is one of the best people I know. Uh, he's a huge. Um, like huge work ethic guy he continues to inspire me with his work ethic, his ability to get after it on and off the floor um you know in the weight room he's a big leader, and I think he can really push these guys and make them all better people and uh better basketball players as well um, you know in that same boat rob landry he 's coming back uh Rob is a brother to me um we had the same path we walked on the same year. Um, really helped each other out throughout that whole process and you know we have some great memories from the final four to share and um, he's just a great guy and one of the smartest dudes I know as well um, the last biscuit boy Creighton uh, man he I, I love Creighton he's probably one of the funnest guys to play with um, funnest is that is that a word the most fun uh, I should probably know this by now but uh, he's one of the most fun guys to play with I, I really miss playing with him every day especially you know when the when the walk-ons would be on scout team. He's a, a really fun guy to play with. He knows how to play with and without the ball, and uh, he's just he's a great player too. He can knock down any shot. Um, I guess we got we got Seth. Seth is amazing. He's a freakish athlete. I've never seen anyone as strong and athletic as he as he is. I remember in the weight room he uh, we were doing, we were doing back squat and we were trying to see how fast we could, uh, you know, accelerate on the way up. And we had these, these little things that would measure how fast we were coming up. And I swear with probably double the weight on the bar, uh, he was coming up (laughs) way faster than I was. And, uh, I was just stunned. I was looking at him like, are you serious? Um, but he he is, he's got a lot to prove. He's a dog on defense. I think he can be a spark plug and, uh, you know, knock down open shots this year. And I think he can be a huge guy to, uh, to get us going, you know, open up some runs, um, get us started in the, in the transition game. And I think he can be a huge energy guy. Um, I think that's everybody who who i played with um and I'll just like briefly touch on some of the guys who are coming in who I got to meet. Um start with Cormac, Cormac Ryan, transfer from Notre Dame. He's a really funny guy. We uh he hit a game-winning putt uh when we played golf over the summer about a 15 probably a 15 or 20 foot putt to to win our match and it was it was just a really fun time, but um he's really confident and really goofy, but he can, uh, I think he can really be a leader for this team um, because he's hungry. He's got a, uh, you know, he's a He's a fifth year. This is his last year, and he really wants to win. So I think he can bring that to the team. Um, along the same lines, Paxson Wojcik from Brown. He's a fifth-year guy too. He's going to be a veteran. He knows how to score, but he also knows how to to play a role, and he's got really good confidence. So I think they can play off each other, um, knock down big-time shots, and Really excited to see them do some good work. Um, we also got Harrison Ingram, Big H. Um, man, he can shoot it, and he's a big guard. Like he can, he can handle the rock and attack, but also also knock it down from three. So uh, excited to see what he does, and he's he's a great guy to be around too. Um, then we got Jay Witt. It's funny we had we had Jay Witt, Jalen Withers, Jay Wash, Jalen Washington. And also me, Jay Watt, uh, Jackson Watkins. So we got some good some good JWs in the in the basketball the Carolina basketball uh pipeline, but uh he's a super athletic wing. Um I'm sure everybody's seen some some highlight real dunks, so definitely expect more of that. Um and he's also just a great guy to be around and just in the brief time that I got to know him, he uh he's really cool. Um last couple here uh Zayden, man he 's goofy he's uh he's awesome to be around though like I remember playing pickup with him, and you know sometimes he'll just surprise you out of nowhere with like a putback dunk or a uh a quick three and um i think he's a really good guy to go go grab some rebounds get some uh you know offensive putbacks like he's a great guy that'll come in and hopefully make a difference as a freshman um and then you know on that same line. Uh, another freshman who there's very high expectations from is Elliot. Um, super athletic, obviously killed it in high school. Uh, coming to Carolina a year early to make an impact, and I think he really can. He's got high-level uh, basketball IQ and vision. Um, he sees the floor like nobody else. Uh, just from watching some pickup games, like he's just got a sense of where people are going to be and when they're going to be there, and I think... That can really get the ball moving, and uh he can really ignite us sharing the ball well um, and then lastly, I don't know him personally, but the transfer from West Virginia uh James oconquo I uh, don't exactly know if I'm saying his last name right, but uh I've heard good things about him. I think he can be another you know big uh big slash wing uh coming off the bench. I think he can really make a difference um in the game, so yeah that's a little a little brief touch on the uh on the roster this year obviously missing it a lot missing these guys um but it's been great to stay in touch with them and uh really excited once the season gets going to see what they can do and who they become along the way because I think this group has a lot of potential but uh you know what they say about potential um there's a quote but it's slipping my mind right now but uh they're gonna have to put in a lot of work and um and and really believe in each other, uh, to make it all come together. So really pumped about what these guys can do. And uh, yeah. The next segment is going to be a segment that I'm really excited about. I'm going to create a random game generator, randomly create a game, from my career that i played in or was on the bench for okay uh and then tell whatever first story comes to mind all right funny enough actually so i just i just created a random number generator and matched it up with the number of games that i played um funny enough this first one was my junior year at virginia tech and i don't know if people remember this but uh, since that was my first year walking on um, I did not travel with the team to away games. Uh, I, I came on a few trips like the Las Vegas trip, the Connecticut Mohegan Sun trip, um, obviously the March Madness games, um, but i didn 't go to many of the single day or single night uh, you know away games besides Duke and NC state but so for this Virginia Tech game, which was a highly anticipated matchup. Virginia Tech, especially at their place, is always a tough place to play. I was actually on the golf course <laughs> uh, as that game was starting, um, and I think it was in, let's see, I think it was in January, maybe, uh, yeah, let's see, no, February, it was, it was like mid-February, and the the guys were on the road, obviously, in Blacksburg, and my roommate and I um, decided, like, since I had an off day, like, I got a lift in that morning, but other than that, it was an off day besides watching the game that night. Um, so he and I decided to go play a round of golf. Uh, while it was decently warm, it was still pretty cold for golf, but um, it was a great bonding experience to get to hang out with my roommate and um, sort of enjoy an off day, even though you know the guys were going to war that night. So the game started right as we were wrapping up and driving back to Chapel Hill, and we listened to it uh, sort of like through my car, phone bluetooth um and we were we were getting hype every big play i think Leaky had a few really big plays both in the first half and in the second half um so that was a really good bonding experience to sort of be able to enjoy both each other's company on the golf course but also enjoy you know carolina basketball because my roommate was huge um you know a huge supporter of me when i was trying out and walking on and he was super supportive and super excited once i made the team so uh and he actually played a part at home games he was he would run stats um you know from the score's table to to the uh bench so like he was involved as well so it was a really good bonding experience for us and thankfully we uh we pulled out that win i think it was a pretty close game yeah 65-57 so it was an 8 point game a lot of back and forth and everybody sort of played well and that actually kicked off a, a six game winning streak um after we lost we had dropped the the previous game to Pittsburgh at home which was just a devastating and demoralizing loss but uh no that game was even though I wasn't there um it was a really fun day i remember and you know obviously i was upset that i wasn't there and wish i could have been there but um all things considered it was Uh, a really good day and even better that we won um and looking forward a year when i actually did get to travel to tech you know i appreciated how how valiantly our guys played that day because it's a tough environment to win in and um even watching on tv it, it was it looked like a pretty intimidating place and um thankfully we were able to pull it out and we all played great and it kicked off it really kicked off our run um through the end of my junior year season and into the tournament and all the way to the Final Four. So uh, that was a good game, and I'm glad that was the first, uh, the first game of this segment. Hopefully each week we'll get an interesting one that I can dive into, tell a story about, and uh, sort of give, give more insight into my experience um, throughout each of my two seasons. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of this segment. On to the next. All right, this last segment, even though this is a basketball podcast from a, a former basketball player, this last segment, we're going to dive into football. I mean, come on, who who doesn't want to hear about Carolina football right now? We're ranked 12th in the country, 5-0, and 5s are high. We have a potential Heisman candidate in Drake May who threw for nearly 500 yards uh, this past Saturday, which is actually yesterday at the time of recording this. Uh, in a a beat down over Syracuse, um, but how exciting is it to have you know Mac Brown, a legendary coach uh bringing a new program to new heights um, it's just been awesome to see, and you know I certainly miss being in Chapel Hill uh four game days and going to tailgates and you know enjoying the game with the team uh but I will say up here, there's there's a really nice culture. There's a UNC bar in Midtown called Slattery's um, that I've been to for most games actually, and it's almost like a portal to Chapel Hill. Um, when it when it gets going, it's you know they're selling blue cups and um, everybody's rocking UNC jerseys, UNC shirts. It's it really transports you out of the city and it almost makes you feel like you're back in Chapel Hill. So. I've been really enjoying going to games there, watching football games. Um, funny enough, the, the App State game, my both my mom and my sister were in town, and we ended up there for the double OT finish with all my roommates who didn't go to Carolina but are sort of now Carolina fans just through me. Um, but we all got to enjoy it, and it was really hype. We were all yelling and screaming and, you know, screaming in joy and then screaming in agony and do it all over again so that was a a great time and it's been a it's just an awesome place to explore and enjoy games with other Carolina fans and I'm sure basketball games will be you know just as exciting although I will be much more uh (laughs) much more committed to watching them and probably much more anxious about winning um but Yeah. uh, Carolina football is playing great right now. Drake is an exceptional talent. And I'm going to say he's actually a very talented basketball player as well. I had the privilege of playing three on three with him and Bo May, my teammate from my senior year, uh, along with Sam Howell and, you know, another legendary UNC quarterback. And we all played three on three and two on two at some point last year. And Uh, it was just an awesome time, but I realized how good Drake is at basketball. And I think that's really impressive that he can really do both. Um, But yeah, really looking forward to, you know, how we can finish this season. I guess we're about halfway through, but uh, looking forward to how we can wrap it up Um, and obviously wishing the best for Drake and hoping he can continue this run and uh, continue playing at an exceptional pace. So that brings this first episode of The Biscuit Show to a close. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to have to learn, you know, what works and what doesn't and probably clean it up a little bit. But uh, please let me know what you think in the comments. Send me some questions. We're going to add some Q&A sections to uh, future episodes, and hopefully we can have a guest guest appearance here and there. Maybe Brady Manick, anybody, who wants to hear from the bird himself. Um, I'm sure he'll be on it. Um, but yeah, let me know your thoughts, and hopefully you learned something about me, uh, about Carolina basketball, and hopefully that, hopefully this, uh, this series can you know, be a source of stories, be a source of entertainment from uh, Carolina basketball, um, because it changed my life, and hopefully it uh, can make the same type of impact on yours. So, uh, I love you all, thanks for listening, and take it easy. Actually, lastly, go Heels.